Welcome back to Obscure Broadcasting's podcast, Famous Last Words. We are in the middle, pretty smack dab in the middle, actually. Uh, even exactly smack dab in the middle of our 31 days of horror. Whoa. I know. Whoa. Well, depending on when you listen to this. If you listen to it True. early in the day, then you're in the middle. If you listen to it late in the day, you're closer. No, whatever. Um, today we're talking about... Uh, from 1973, Nicholas Rogue's Don't Look Now. Um, this is a movie that uh, kind of influenced our movie, kind of makes us think about other kind of horror movies. We're kind of, this movie is kind of a horror movie, kind of a supernatural movie. Um, what do you think about this movie, Teresa? I really like this movie. And actually, I didn't know, I didn't really know it was a horror movie when we watched it. I think it might get labeled as psychological thriller or something like that Mm -hmm. um but you're right there are some a bit of supernatural that you don't really expect in the beginning um do you want to give your little synopsis about what it's about sure yeah so julie christie and donald sutherland are a uh couple he restores um churches like uh uh, renaissance churches and they have at home their home in england and their daughter is going after a ball that's in uh a pond of water and tragically drowns and he kind of has a premonition about it. He doesn't know it's a premonition. She dies, the daughter. And then we flash forward under a year, a yearish later and they are living in Italy and their other child, their boy has gone off to live in a boarding school and you never see him again, but he kind of will call every now and then there's some, that he's been in trouble or that he might be hurt or something like it's constantly on Julie Christie's mind about what is happening to her son. Uh, so they move to Venice. He's restoring a church and weird things start happening to him. And he think he starts to have visions. He's thinking he's seen his daughter maybe, or something like his daughter. There's a serial killer on the loose and all these weird things that don't add up. To him start happening like Julie Christie leaves to go to attend to the son that's at home and then he sees her and so spoiler alert he ends up following this woman who he thinks is his daughter or this a young looking woman in a red rain jacket who he thinks is his daughter turns out to be a kind of a person of like I don't know what you'd call her but she's a woman a full adult woman who stabs uh, Donald Sutherland and kills him and all along he had been seeing premonitions of his own death. And at the beginning he was like looking at a photograph and a red splotch fell on it to represent that he could see the future and he didn't know he could kind of see the future. Yeah. It's one of those kind of movies that deserves a second watching to really catch all the glimpses of where he's seeing his future or where you're getting a nod to like what's happening, what's going to end up happening at the end. Um, but I think just the first experience is pretty haunting to begin with too. I mean, the death of his child, you know, she's wearing a red rain jacket and it's shot in slow motion as he like brings her out of the water, like this very Mm -hmm. gorgeous looking slow motion. Yeah. So Um, it's like really beautiful and really haunting. And then later in Italy, he starts seeing towards the end when he's starting to kind of fall apart a little bit, you know, he keeps seeing this vision of this what looks like a little young child in a red cloak or range coat. And then it ends up being this, this serial killer who is, I think is a dwarf and, and 
ends up stabbing him and it's it's just like very terrifying and unexpected right this movie definitely has some things in common with the shining i think and um this movie is well before the shining but in the shining you could argue that jack nicholson doesn't can also see the ghosts that his son very clearly can see and interact with like the kid is kind of aware of his capabilities and his powers and that Jack Nicholson, and this has kind of been also confirmed by Dr. Sleep, I think is that like he did have the same powers. He just didn't know he had the powers. Mm -hmm. And so in this movie, Donald Sullivan has abilities beyond what average people can. He just doesn't know it. So therefore it causes him disturbance in his, in his real world. Um, I think this movie, um, well, the the elephant in the room is this movie has a, a long, gratuitous sex scene between Donald <laughs> Sutherland and Julie Christie that uh, Warren Beatty, who was dating Julie Christie at the time, worked very, very hard to block this movie from being released in America because he thought the sex scene that they had, Julie Christie and Donald Sutherland, was so realistic that it made him uncomfortable And because he, he was the... One of the most powerful men in Hollywood, he tried to get the movie stopped from being released in the U.S. I would not call it realistic. It's way over the top, and it just goes on forever. It's like the weirdest part of this whole movie. I like to pretend like that part doesn't exist or that I don't know why it exists. It's so weird. Right, and there's also like the word, like music that, I mean, I don't think there should be like sexy, like, uh, like jazz fusion bass guitar or something going on. But, like, it's, like, kind of, like, floaty, like, panpipes and, like, Renaissance guitar. And it's, like, very 70s, like, overly 70s moment. And then they're just, like, naked and having very <laughs> unrealistic looking sex. Yeah. So if you hear about this film from someone, they'll probably be like, oh, it has this ridiculous sex scene in it. <laughs> but it's actually, like, a very good horror film or thriller. Um. I think uh, 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 another movie that's kind of like this that has a gratuitous sex scene <laughs> that uh, gets talked about and maybe we'll talk about more later is The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man has a, a sex sequence where like the uh, spoiler, yeah. I guess, for Wicker Man when our Don't Look Now episode, but he goes outside <laughs> and there's like all these people having sex and it's just very random. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Wicker was... Man is a terrible movie. We're not reviewing that on this because I don't want to because <laughs> uh, it's bad. Yeah, but this is a very good movie. Uh, Don't Look Now. Nicholas Rogue is definitely uh, one of the more masterful directors because he made uh, The Man That Fell to Earth, the movie with David Bowie, which is also really, really good. He has a different sense of pacing. Nicholas Rogue does in his movies. Mm -hmm. Walkabout is another one that's kind of slower paced movie, um, but deals like really he you feel like you could exist in them a long time. Yeah, and I think the pacing is definitely one of the things that was an inspiration for our film. I mean, that's the more subtle takeaway from Don't Look Now from our film is like, we like the longer drawn out scenes that sometimes have like environmental beauty in them and stuff. So, but then the like more obvious visual reference that we is our like direct nod to this film is we actually have our main characters being One somewhat haunted by... Um, a girl in a red rain jacket. Yeah, definitely. Um, horror, to my in my mind, uh, is a genre that is can be very self referential, and you can like reference other things more readily than like 
like you can be more obvious with your references in horror movies. At least that's how I felt when, when I was writing mm-hmm. um, our movie. And so this movie was definitely had an effect on me. And I was definitely thinking about it. I also like the image of just being the red rain jacket being something like unattainable in a trauma. Like red is the color of blood, but it's also a rain jacket shields you from the elements. And so like it was all wrapped up in this thing. And that's kind of why I liked it in our movie. Also, we were shooting in a location that was primarily green and brown and blue. So a red rain jacket is just so unnatural to that environment. Yeah. And and a little bit of like insider knowledge about our film is um, we actually originally envisioned more ghosts in. So our film set in Vermont, in like the woods of Vermont, that would be around. And we ended up in our editing process kind of pairing it back. And it's very much more focused on this one representation um of guilt and grief and it appears in this red ring coat girl so i think it ended up being a much stronger symbol than we even intended to vig- uh originally and yeah and that's what when we were making our movie um i think that uh in the editing process like everyone says and and it's been said by many people but the final process is watching the movie and editing the movie um, so as we are coming in the home stretch here of our movie, it's been definitely interesting to see what stays and what goes and what works and what doesn't and what becomes more important than you maybe didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. So watch Don't Look Now, uh, <laughs> which is the movie this podcast is about uh, from 1973. Uh, my name is Andrew. And I'm Teresa. <laughs>